Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to It's Your Funeral, the podcast where we interview guests about the most important day of their afterlives. As ever, I'm here with the man with the best death facts I've ever heard. It's Sam Hammond, a.k.a. at Vom Cruise. How are you, Sam? Fine, how are you? Yeah, very well. Uh, this is our second recording of the evening, which tends to mean, um, you know, we're either more excited or more drunk, or maybe those things are the same. Yeah, definitely had one more beer. That's um, good. But yeah, I'm feeling pretty excited. Do you, very, do you very... find another beer makes you feel more deathly? Oh, it's just by virtue of what it is, yeah, it, it is a step closer to the grave, isn't it? Every beer. Your liver just slightly more yellow and jaundiced. <laughs> yeah. um, guys, as always, we want to hear from you at home about any weird, funny, interesting death or funeral-based stories. If you've got any, please email us, funeral at gmail.com. That's funeral at gmail.com. But... On today's It's Your Funeral, our guest is virtuoso artist David Schillinglaw. David, how are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having Hello, me. Hello, David. No Hello. problem. Uh, David is an old friend of ours, a genius artist. First of all, David, tell the audience where they can see your stuff. It's very important that we uh, plug our guest's yeah, work. Anywhere. Yeah, I mean, online, obviously. But re- actually, tomorrow I have an exhibition that opens in London. Online where? Uh, just my name, David Schillinglaw. Just, just like Google me. Yeah, Google me or Instagram or my, MySpace or shit like that. Um, <laughs> don't think MySpace is still going, sure. It's still, still going. What? Yeah. Didn't Justin Timberlake buy it? Yeah, I thought I, that happened. I don't know. He's wasted his money. Um, well, what's your Instagram for a start? David Schillinglaw. It's just at David Schillinglaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's only one. Um, so you're doing an exhibition at the moment, but this will no doubt go out after that. Yeah. But tell them about it anyway. Just Yeah, it's called Rewilding and it's at Jealous Gallery. And it's on during September but um, you're also painting a mural at the same time which will definitely be there and it's on it's on the side of Zetland House which is on Scrutton Street and that's in the city of London near Old Street Street. you have to just go and find it it's huge massive I think an important question to ask uh, based on this podcast is about legacy though because you know a lot of this stuff will still be there after you're gone presumably hope so that must be a that must be a good feeling yeah well all art I mean the painting itself like a little canvas that's part of that I think the attraction to it for me and it's something that really exists in time and space that it hangs on a wall it's an object that can collect dust Mm. and I feel like that's one of the things I love about my job is that I'm making something that will exist after I'm dead and I definitely think about it because I think about other artists that I love who are dead a lot of my favorite artists are dead and I'm looking at their work Mm -hmm. and I look at pictures in their studio of them and I think it's like sometimes an artist and any sort of artist musician even as soon as they die suddenly that's it the supply is over Mm. often the demand goes up because the supply is over and 
you're left with this sort of crystallized uh, career or life or body of work that you're like, ah, that's it. I have to get back onto the subject at hand, uh, David. Before you tell yeah. us specifically about uh, what you envisage for your own funeral, can we ask you what your funeral experience is yourself? My funeral experience? Yeah, like how many have you been to? Oh, not many. Not many. We, we, our last guest had been to eight and I was pretty shocked. I was yeah. like, that's a lot of funerals for someone in their 30s, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, last year my mum passed away and she died very, very suddenly. So that experience, mm. um, it was very traumatic. Mm. It still is. It's a, it's a year ago and mm. it happened in front of me and it happened very unexpectedly. Appalling. Um, so that experience of a funeral is by far like the, the most intense yeah. because I had to do a speech. I carried the coffin. My mum was... Not famous, but in her world she was. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there were like 700 people. They couldn't oh, even wow. fit in the church. It was in a big church. It was like a celebrity funeral. Yeah. She worked in a theatre. So the after party, if you like, the wake. was the wake. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you know why it's called a wake? Sam likes to tell you me. To- no, he taught, David actually told me this when yeah. I told him we were doing this podcast. But so you've yeah. mentioned it. Yeah, I yeah, mentioned yeah. it, yeah. But yeah, um, thank you, David, for that. If you, if you don't know, you're, you're listening, you've got to go and listen to one of the other. No, 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 you feel free to oh, right, tell okay. the audience. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it's because people used to drink or poison themselves unknowingly because they ate and drank out of lead and they would be unconscious for several days. So people used to lay them on a table and drink and party and dance around them, hoping to wake them up. To check up. that they would... And sometimes they would they wake up or after two or yeah. three days because lead poisoning... Yeah. There's there's stories of coffins being exhumed and there's sc- scratch marks yeah. inside. I'm back! Yeah. <laughs> Let me out! Can I, ask, can I ask a question and feel free to, you know, tell me not to talk about this, but I wonder if because you've talked about... Um, the funeral of your mum being so big and so mm. many people. She was obviously a very special woman, Huge. had so many friends. Does that is that is that comforting that she was so loved? Or to you on the day, does it not make a difference because it's so difficult anyway? Definitely comforting, but like compared to my grandma's funeral, where there were like forty people. Right. It was mm. a very intimate thing. And right. it was Still very personal. Many more than my grandma's funeral. Maybe even less than that. There might I don't I didn't yeah. count. I'm just thinking it was sure. a handful of people sure. and I it was very close. My mum's, because like I said, she worked in a theatre, which is actually where she passed away. So that added even more intensity. She died on her retirement party oh at the theatre. Yeah, this story is like, um, it's insane. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fitting for this podcast because it was actually yeah. her retirement. And because it was in a theatre, they did a surprise, This Is Your Life, you know, like the TV show. Yeah. Brought out the book and said, you know, and we all went in the auditorium. So it was like she was at her own wake because there were 200 people who were her favourite people, you know? People she hadn't seen for years, people she'd known since she was a teenager. She didn't even know I was going to be there. It was a surprise. Mm. And amazing that she got into it enough that my brother, my stepdad and I all did a speech. She got to kind of see everyone there, hug loads of people. My nie- Her grandchildren were like giving her cuddles and stuff. And it all happened very quickly. And it wasn't until at the hospital that we were told, oh, she's died so actually it was just such a trip you know but yeah. the, to have the wake the actual wake at the same theater oh wow. oh wow because it was her place of work and because organizing a funeral is a nightmare mm. you're already in trauma but you i mean my experience of it was very traumatic course, because there was no preparation sometimes people will obviously plan their funeral or the family will know as well you know yeah she was 66 yeah um and very healthy as well or so mm. we thought um and that experience of the wake, because it was at the place of work, there were all the people almost like it was, there were hundreds of people 
and I, I started drinking, but you know when you're drinking, you don't really get drunk. Mm. And it wasn't that I was crying a lot, but I didn't stop crying the right. whole day. Right. It was like mm. I had constant tears and there were some funny moments. I saw people there who were my old school friends yeah. who yeah. I haven't seen for maybe 10 years. So it was emotional for that. It was just like the biggest event of my life other than maybe my child's birth, which actually, not to jump around, no, but free, yeah. that happened like six weeks later or two months later. So my experience of both those things, which are the biggest things that have ever happened to me, yeah. my mum passing so suddenly and my baby being born. And right in the middle, I, mo I moved into a house. So the, pretty much the three biggest things that will ever happen to someone, buying a house, having a baby and their parent dying. Yeah. happened. Month. Yeah, it happened in, in the space of two months. <laughs> and I'm still kind of recovering from yeah, both of, of those things, you know. You, must, um, yeah. Mate, you talk about it so eloquently, honestly. Really? Thank, yeah, yeah. Thank you, you so do, much yeah. for bringing it up. Did you, I, I mean, I've not, neither Sam or I've ever had children, but do you feel like to some degree having your baby at, at that point kind of save, saved you a oh, little bit? Yes, because... It's, maybe it sounds cheesy or something, but I definitely see my mum in my daughter. Yeah. Mm. Um, we didn't know it was going to be a girl until I yeah. was the first person to see uh, what gender it was. And your so daughter's name's Ziggy? Ziggy. Great, Ziggy Blue. My mum's maiden name was Blue. So I, Perfect. And my mum knew, she'd felt the baby kick, she knew we were going to call it Ziggy. There was, oh man. Mm. Just the, but they're two sides of the same coin. You know, they are, it couldn't be more extreme opposite. So one kind of not balances out the other, but definitely um, helps you navigate. It's mm. like Ziggy, she's an antidepressant, you know, children and animals are, but there have been, yeah, maybe it triggered more emotion because, you know, seeing my baby with my partner's mum, mm -hmm. that mm. was hard, yeah. still is. I mean, honestly, I'm not exaggerating. Some of the things that I've experienced about both the, the agony and the ecstasy of losing my mum like that and having a baby, they are abstract. I can't tell you. It's mm. like trying to talk about God or something. I'm not religious, but there have been moments in the last year where I've definitely um, questioned the fabric of reality. When my mum passed away, definitely. It was like I was on LSD. Like mm. the first, definitely the first two weeks, I couldn't have a conversation really in a shop. Like I was tripping. So grief is something that I never, uh, I never knew. I'd lost friends and my grandma died, but I didn't know grief. Grief mm. is a very intense trip. And it, I would say it's stronger than any drug I've ever taken. There were moments when I genuinely, I doubted reality. Yeah. It's bigger than words. It's bigger than anything. Yeah. I have to say, um, obviously, I don't know your mum. And I don't even know you that well. I know you a bit, but it's a very clear... Um, you know, very impressive. I think the way that you've brought up, been brought up by your mom, to be able to speak about this in such a way that um, you are talking openly. And as a, you know, you're a man, and as men, we find it often difficult to talk openly about emotional times, how we feel about things. But you talk about it so eloquently and are able to explain very visually. I find those feelings that you're having and those uh, putting it in analogies of a trip and LSD and stuff like yeah. that enables, I think, me and Sam and the audience probably to understand a lot of what you were going through and I think that's very impressive and probably a great deal down to your mum so oh, yeah uh, she was tough yeah very difficult very difficult thank you so much for sharing that with us I do have to I'm afraid bring no. it back to yes, it being I... about your funeral now David of so course. thank you so much for coming on the show 
uh, we mentioned a bit off air before, you are one of our rare guests who's told me that you've thought quite a great deal about your own funeral. Um, how does it how does it look in your head? Have you fantasized about the look of it or where it is? Or, or tell us a little bit about that. I thought about it as a kid. I thought about, I kind of fantasize about my death a lot. Mm-hmm. I always have. How do you think you're gonna die? Um, well, based on what you told us earlier, probably on a cherry picker. Yeah, well, <laughs> tell, tell I, I've had a that. few near-death yeah. experiences. I once fell on the train tracks in the underground, and a train came like two minutes later, and I managed to like climb out. How did you fall on the tracks in the underground? I just took a step forward that wasn't there, like that scene in Indiana Jones when he walks on the invisible bridge. I was reading a poem that was printed on the underground, and I, I was sure there was another step to take, <laughs> and I just took that step and just went flat on my face. They didn't think about that when they uh, commissioned those poems, did no. they? I've actually fantasized quite a lot about what it would be like to fall on the tracks and would I try and get back up straight away or would I hide in the little mm. pit? What did what what did you uh, do? Weren't you afraid of I, being electrocuted? I remember coming to realization that I was down there. Yeah. It all happened in such a flash and I was like <laughs> Sam, I couldn't, I couldn't stop believe laughing. I wasn't hurt. <laughs> right. Like I hadn't hurt myself at all. Right. I just managed to sort of straddle the the central yeah. thing but which is this, the electrified bit yeah. isn't it yeah and i'm like this is so wrong what, what what's happening <laughs> here is, shit. yes well i didn't know that at the time but yeah black and everywhere yeah, all over rats. my face when i finally got home i was covered yeah. um you're doing blackface again yes <laughs> uh, and i was just like this is so wrong get out and i think i just started to feel the breeze you know when the train's coming just that, that first breeze and i was because i knew the train was coming because i was waiting for it and so it I just wasn't two kind minutes. of it was grabbed, closer than I two grabbed minutes. the central thing to untangle my legs. And thing is, I remember getting an electric shock, but not like a big electric shock, just like a kind of... Oh, wow. And I remember telling one of my friends who used to work on the underground, I went, no, 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 they shut off the, the electrics, which I was like, well, I felt something. Maybe that was psychosomatic or I don't know. But he also said maybe there'd be residual yeah. leftover electricity. Mm. Because if well, it was on, I think you would have died, surely. But the adrenaline and the panic, I was kind of having an electric shock from the experience. Yeah. I couldn't believe that no one offered to help me. <laughs> there were about, it was rush hour at Turnpike Lane and there were like 40 people and they're all looking at me like, whoa, someone's falling on the tracks. And I was, I climbed up and they're all staring at me like, like I'm what? an idiot. Nobody helped you. And I looked at them all and I said, I can't believe none of you have offered to help yeah. me. Or see if I'm all right. Yeah. Maybe they're in shock too. Yeah. Or maybe they don't want to get electrocuted too. I, I think it's probably shocked. That's not cool. It's probably shocked. Um, and then the train came. And someone by that point was like, maybe you should go upstairs and get some help, mate. And I was like, no, I'm going home. I want to get out of here like, now. I'm getting on this train. But you look like a little chimney sweep on I your did, way home. I tell you what, it made me feel amazing that night. Euphoria. I really had a a kind of I remember I had the day off work the next day I worked in a school and it, the next day was my day off Normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare it pays to be extra and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company they supplement your primary plan helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods so when it comes to covering your medical bills you can feel good about being a little extra visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Because I only work four days a week. And I just had the best day, you know, like I just really, everything was super mindful. Like I was yeah. like looking at everything in a way. And yeah, I've had a few other near death experiences. Yeah. I, well, in similar to, I've always imagined the euphoria of, I'm addicted to like plane crashes and disaster days. I've always imagined the euphoria of being in a so plane cool. crash, almost to the point where I kind of slightly wish I could be in one, but only if I knew that I'd be able You'd to make survive. The news. No, that I'd be able to oh, survive. To survive, it would be gnarly. But, um, I always think about plane crashes when I'm on an aeroplane. Mm. I always catastrophize because I always think, well, if you expect the worst, yeah. I kind of expect the worst, but hope for the best. Because I'm like, you're going to die. That's the, the only inevitable. Death and taxes, and even taxes you can get around. And you're going to die. It's <laughs> just right, a, matter of, it's a matter of when and how. And I always wondered, like, if you could choose one, if you want to know when you die or how you die, which would you choose? Because I think... When would drive you When's mad? Better. You'd be like, "What? I've only got four more days." Like, yeah. how? How? And but if you knew how, like, obviously, it would and if you would knew- you not rather have four? Know that you only had four days, though, so you could like not fuck about, you know? And just no, go, but if you knew, no, there'd be the heat would be on. What would you do if you if only you had knew four how, days though, left to live? I'd go wild and just like stealing Lamborghinis and would just you? going. Or would you go and see the twenty people you love the most and kiss them on the face? Get on Zoom. It's fine. If you knew how, couldn't you? <laughs> if you knew how, couldn't you just? not do that thing <laughs> obviously that's why it wouldn't work because if it's like I get eaten by a shark I'm, like, well, I'm, I'm never going swimming I'm not, again <laughs> David I'm not trying to ruin uh, no. the thing it's a very very important deep question <laughs> however fuck you if you do choose that and it just turns out that's the one day you, a shark can jump six miles yeah. and eat to you in the middle of Oxford Street yeah. um, so uh, your funeral though your funeral have, yes. you, have you got a vision for it like yeah weirdly you in said my you're mind, not religious I'm not religious, but in my mind, it's in a church. So, so mine. That's, that's weird because it, that fantasy started when I was eight years old and or whatever age. And just imagining almost being there. Like I'm a ghost at the funeral. Like, oh, whoa, yeah. this yeah. is amazing. Like, And in a weird way, I sort of have it as this. I, I grew up kind of idolizing, whether it's Picasso or Freddie Mercury, like pe- big characters. And I imagine that it would be a, a kind of fun a time in my mind it's kind of a, a party yeah in the um, actual service so like music so music that's important to you kind of thing and people dancing oh what? definitely yeah. music that's another thing and this is weird because 
One of the paintings in my exhibition is called Saturday Sun, mm-hmm. which is the title of a Nick Drake song. Mm-hmm. Fantastic song. Beautiful. It's just Great song. Oh, it's the sound of sunlight. It's Saturday so sun. beautiful. And I always have said, like for 15 years, that song's going to be played at my funeral. Great. And when it comes on, I often say to my girlfriend, this is a song that's going to be played at my funeral. It's like reminding her. And she's like, why are you always talking about it? That's why it's funny when I read through about what you guys were talking about. Mm-hmm. Some of the questions I already, yeah. I've got a kind of playlist for my funeral. Well, this yeah, is great. your document now so that, you know, when you do die, Lily or whoever else is around, oh, Ziggy. So depressing, isn't yeah. it? You should have a dark meter where if it gets too dark, you press a button and it like... <laughs> we love dark. Wait, the dark meter got destroyed first 10 minutes of this podcast, <laughs> yeah. but it was brilliant. Fucking the best chat we've had. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, any more tracks then? That's a great, great track. Any any other ones? Well, uh, kind of Desert Island Discs for your funeral, David. This is your opportunity. Yeah, I mean, that's putting me on the spot. I know that one for sure, but sometimes I'll be listening to a song and I'll think in the moment, ah, this is for a different vibe. Like sometimes a party song. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I, I, I've, yeah, there's lots. You don't YMCA? Have, you don't have to name it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, uh, we, my brother and I and my stepdad had to choose the playlist for my mums. Yeah. And that's really interesting because some of those songs, I now listen to it and in a way it's kind of ruined it because I can't, like some of the songs, if I hear it, I'll cry, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a little story which mm. is related to that. I went to the dentist last year because I had a problem getting, I had a filling and stuff mm-hmm. and I, they they really couldn't do what they wanted to do so they kept giving me more and more uh, painkillers. So I was fucked. I left this dentist place like, super stoned mm-hmm. and it was very sunny and I, I went home and I was listening to this whatever playlist and as I was walking down my road two songs came on Bruce Springsteen Born to Run which mentions my mum's name Wendy three times in it and then Crosby Stills and Nash Our House which was I think my mum and my dad's song when they mm-hmm. were first together these two songs came on and it really made me want to cry and I remember holding in the tears and getting home and I walked in and I had a kind of panic attack Mm. with my girlfriend I was in tears and not being able to talk and she was like what's wrong what's happening what's wrong and I was having this moment of these songs had triggered for me Mm. I'm gonna lose my mum and my dad there was that in it as well but definitely my mum and I this is this is is the April she died in the July this is the April before and I had this proper meltdown very unexpected hyper panic attack kind of tears and stuff and my girlfriend was like it's all right like you don't need to worry about that now like she's fine and everything's fine you're just reacting to the the feeling and it's all right and it was sunny but it was beautiful my girlfriend was pregnant so i was in this like hyper oh my god people are gonna die and people are gonna be born and i can't quite deal with it and these two songs were the catalyst yeah and um wow the mad thing is she did then die uh, what yeah. five months later and the song Born to Run was the song we carried her coffin out of the funeral oh, and it it I, I, it wasn't her favourite song it just happened that it yeah it was really mad so that that song now is like are you traumatised to ever go to the dentist again? I haven't been to the dentist since then actually <laughs> yeah. um, but it is amazing how music's intrinsically linked with memories and you know huge yes, important things yes. that you Music and smell. And smell, exactly. Oh yeah. my weird, gosh. Certain it? types of food. Yeah. Yeah. And but, inanimate objects. Like there's certain yeah. uh, mementos or things that before were just nothing. A handwritten birthday card. Suddenly, whoa. Of course. Of course. I definitely, I mean, the closest I can get to is 
I definitely sometimes still smell on the street the perfume that the girl I, I, my first girlfriend was wearing the first night I kissed her. Mm. And I couldn't tell you what it is. I've never had any, I've never had a girlfriend since who's worn it. So I can tell you what it is. But sometimes you walk past someone in the street. cloud of nostalgia. And it just makes you remember um, Mm. Lewis Rhodes' party circa 1995 or 1994 in in Surrey somewhere. Yeah, mad, completely mad. David, who do you envisage? So you, you seem to have quite a good vision of your of your funeral. Who do you envisage being there? And do you envisage it being a, a big a big affair or or a kind of more of a, a close personal family and friends type vibe? If it's a party, maybe bit you know, maybe Yeah, party. I imagine it being like actually thinking that I said it was in a church. I don't I don't now. I just remember the image in my head as a kid it was. Yeah, me but too, actually me too. now I think it would be outside in a in a that's to say I'm not if I don't die in the wintertime, that would be cold for everyone. <laughs> it's difficult to find a venue for a funeral. It really is. And if it's in the wintertime, it's bad. But in my mind, in the, the idyllic situation would be like in a field and um, a weeping willow. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but no, lots no, of people, like nice. a little festival, yeah. like a little party yeah. with a bonfire and an effigy of me. They burn an effigy of me. That's no. good. No, that's really no, good. That's... We haven't had any, we haven't had any effigies. I mean, that's mad. That's like a Viking. It could be a Viking funeral mm-hmm. in Margate. Build a boat, put my body on it. Set it on fire. The dress code is what the fuck ever. Nice. Mm. Fancy dress if you want. You can come dressed as a fucking... Uh, I'm coming as Mr. Blobby. Tinky Winky. Yeah, Mr. Blobby. Yeah. Everyone. I'm coming as Mr. Bean after your tube <laughs> after your tube incident. For um. sure. And presumably then, so if it's either on a Viking boat, that sounds really cool, on a boat would be great. A Viking boat or kind of a summer festival, then the wake is kind of all uh, involved as well, like the party, the after oh, party, yeah. like you just described before. So I'm getting vibes, big piss up, Everybody just tries to get as drunk as possible, remembers you in the nicest possible way. Yeah. And smoking some really good weed. Yeah? yeah. Oh, and is yeah. your estate leaving enough money for that weed? Oh, I'm sure. I've, yeah, I've, I'll be able to sort everyone out a few doobies. But I think that would be important. <laughs> what, very good wine. Yeah. And cocktails. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to have some cocktails. Yeah, you're very good at cooking, David, and you're, you're obviously a food lover. Um, you know, you've cooked some amazing meals for me. What are we going to be eating? <laughs> very important the spread me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cupcakes with my ashes sprinkled on the uh, top definitely that would what? be that would be unique um, is that vegan <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not vegan but if there's something has been burnt to a dust yeah, if we're in Margate I, I say I'd make an exception for you if your we're dust. in Margate surely we have to pretend <laughs> I'd be the first yeah. uh, meat you'd eat in, in like 10 years yeah um, I've never eaten meat actually food what would it be I mean just crisps. <laughs> crisps and dips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loads of tiramisalata. Which crisps though? Because Salt and vinegar. Well, no, I love salt and vinegar. I'm saying that because today I had salt and vinegar. I've been in quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. And it's the one thing I've craved is crisps. It's weird. Do you like salt and vinegar squares? They're like banging. Hold on. Being in quarantine doesn't mean you can't have crisps. No, but I get forgetting. <laughs> it means you have to get people to go to the shops yeah. for you. And your girlfriend's got, not buying you crisps. I got an order, but I just kept forgetting. You don't. Yeah. When you're right, that was almost huge, uh, huge COVID news. But if you're in quarantine, you can't eat crisps. That was nearly an exclusive. It's miserable. Uh, You need crisps. I just kept getting the pang for salt and vinegar crisps. Yeah, great. I think I was just lacking salt and vinegar. But bear in mind, this is your funeral, so you get to choose. Are we talking like posh? We're going kettle chips. Sushi. Or we talking sushi? Oh, so sushi food. But in terms of the crisps, is it posh kettle chips or is it like you know, is it Walkers or is it is it chip sticks? I really like McCoy's salt and vinegar. So salty. The rich, the rich ones. A lot for your bite in McCoy's. 
McCoy's <laughs> Ridge absolutely agree, but it's your funeral, so I want to put I want to pitch for Disco's salt and vinegar. Have you ever had them so salty? <laughs> they so they good. melt your mouth. They're too salty. They're so, oh, too salty. Too salty. There's a little disco in your mouth, like too much. Fair yeah. enough, David. It's your funeral. No discos. <laughs> they give you ulcers, those things. A disco at the funeral, but no discos. Yeah. Right. Disco, no discos. Um, David, we ask everyone this question. What do you want written on your gravestone? Well, pro- I've used a lot of mantras in my work. And for a long time, a mantra that I used was keep smiling. And that, that is the immediate one that I yeah. think of. But there are others. There's a, there's a kind of a smorgasbord of Ooh, mantras lovely. that could be chosen from. And I was actually going to write in the mural today, relax, the universe is expanding. That's become a kind of mantra of mine. And I really love that. Yeah. So relax, the universe is expanding because it kind of makes light of or trivializes this incredible fact that above you is infinite space. And there's so much unknown that it's kind of like, hey, relax, because you don't, you don't know the half of it. Like the, yeah. the idea of death is so beyond us. It's the one thing that no one can agree on. That's pretty much every war, if it uh, involves religion, comes down to the argument of like, what happens after you die? And I used to think, if I die, maybe they could send my body into space. That would be like my ideal funeral, like a yeah. rocket ship. A bit like Hunter S. Thompson, they shot, shot his yeah. ashes. But, but actually my body in a little rocket, thinking that maybe some distant civilization will find me and make me their deity. But... Um, or just your ashes shot into space. That is an option for you, David, in this podcast. Is that what you want to happen? I don't know. Isn't there a service where you can have your ashes made into a diamond? Yeah, there is. Um, you can have them made into... Could everyone could do a bump of, of my ashes at my funeral. <laughs> yeah. You have to. It doesn't matter who you are. If we you're six years you. old or 66 <laughs> years old, you're doing a bump of David's yeah. ashes. I really like that. Um, I had a good um, <laughs> idea on what happens when we die the other day, Go on. if you want to hear it. You know, like a lot of people say that they see this light at the end of the tunnel. Somebody came up with this idea that um, that light is actually another hospital room and it's you being born a, yeah. into your, a new body into, oh. as a baby. And the reason babies cry is because they realise, fuck, I've just been that person and now I'm this person and I'm going to lose everyone I just had. Uh, but then babies slowly forget their yeah. past life. And that's why some children remember past lives. Some don't, because you're being born again into yeah. a new hospital room. It's still, obviously a lot of bollocks, but it's kind of a so nice the, idea. The light at the end of the tunnel is actually a vagina opening. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. into a new, into a new I'm world. I'm desperate for that to be true. I would love for that to be true. Imagine, yeah. I, Honestly, I, in fact, I'm happy to make myself believe that that's true because that gives me some kind of feeling like there's a point to all of this. Okay, that's true. That's yeah, definitely true. That's true. Uh, David, such an amazing guest. Thank you so much. One last question, again, that we ask everybody. How do you want to be remembered? Um, that's a really difficult thing to mm-hmm. put into words. But yeah, just with, with love and smiles and Great. authenticity. I yeah. want to be remembered as uh, really meaning what I did yeah and being yourself known for being yourself and who you were and delivering delivering even even professionally examples of what you're about and who you are and not faking it you know that's really a mad question I'm going to be thinking about that for the next week or even the next (laughs) years because that is during those late nights while Ziggy can't sleep yeah how do you I mean just fondly don't you you just want to be remembered well but um uh, yeah 
that's a big question. I think anyone who knows you knows you're pretty authentic. You know, you don't, you know, bullshit. You're pretty straight up and very. You have a very strong character, so I don't think you've got any worries yeah. there. I don't. Yay! Yeah. yeah, I did it. Yeah, uh, David, mate, you've been a brilliant guest you. once again. So it's at David Chillinglaw on Instagram to yeah. find his art and stuff. Google him. Look out for his murals. Look out for his work. Honestly, uh, me and Sam can both attest. It's really amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, please do subscribe to It's Your Funeral. Drop us a comment and a rating. Uh, we'd really appreciate that it's good for the algorithm also once again do send us any of your funny funeral or death stories the, pod, uh, the email address is pod it's your funeral at gmail.com that's pod it's your funeral at gmail.com follow at Vom Cruise on Instagram and listen to my other podcast Almost Famous and once again uh, thanks so much for listening and we'll speak to you next time goodbye good night Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.